Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. As you can tell, I am dangerously close to near a drum kit, like when we started the show. And we'll resist the urge to bang on the drums while the show is going on. It'll be myself, Janice R. White, and maybe a few of our other hosts on the Main Street Universe Radio Network might be calling in to discuss our, maybe a bit of review, what's going on, what's going to happen, etc., etc., etc. And we will be back right after this. Join us in our circle right here. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. another episode of Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. My name is Daniel Michael. I am the founder and co-creator of the Main Street Universe radio network. And remember that every time you listen to Main Street Universe, you can hear it again in the archives. The archive listens, or what I call the magical time machine that is the archive listens, which means that next week you can listen to last week, this week, right here on the Main Street Universe radio network. They're there forever. They're on the Internet forever, and for however long the Internet lasts <laughs> in this fantastic matrix that we all live in. And I see... Janice is on the line. Welcome, Janice. Hi, Daniel. How you doing? Doing well. And good, how are you? Good. Been better. Oh, okay. Uh, David is sick. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have your gift for you here. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to get it after the holidays. Okay. He's he came home, I guess, about 3, 3.30, and he's been asleep. I woke him up for soup, and that's been pretty much it. Oh, okay. So, and 
normally he's not like this, so uh, um, so he's going to, I guess, be sick for the rest of the evening. Okay. Well, tonight we were just going to discuss updates and review and other such things. So how about telling us what has been going on with you and your year and any changes and et cetera, et cetera, that's been happening? Well, uh, 2015's been kind of strange, a very strange year. Um, Started out pretty good, then right around, I guess, March, late February, March, I became ill and stayed ill all the way up until July, actually. So, um, but uh, it started to become better right around September. And uh, and there was a, uh, well, in my personal life, I have a new niece. Uh, she's about, I guess, five months, six months old now. Maybe a little bit earlier, maybe five months, named Liani. And um, there's been a few weddings and some other things. Uh, the highlight was actually going to, besides seeing Liani, going to the um, Parliament of World Religions back in October in Salt Lake City. That was a really great event, actually. Mm-hmm. Where um, there was many different, uh, well, I don't know how many religions were representative, well, was, which was represented more like it, but I know it had to be over 300 different religions there, clearly over 300. So it was a very good spiritual time there for the week that I was there in Salt Lake City. Hello? Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, maybe I'm talking. No, I'm here. I'm just trying oh, okay. to interrupt. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just got off a cold myself. A cold, not, you know, no throwing up or anything like that. So, um, but mine, except for this little bit of a cough, is over. And I guess his is just beginning, basically. But I had a good Christmas, a really nice Christmas with uh, David's mom and David. And um, really good Yule as well. A couple of different good Yules. Mm-hmm. Oh, and two things I forgot. Um, my fourth year of World Reggae Party. I don't know why I forgot that. Uh, and my first year of actually having a um, local TV series, also called World Reggae Party, but World Reggae Party Local RE. RE is flavor um, in Jamaica. And we just finished uh, two pilots, one for Awella and the Uprising, uh, Fredericksburg group, reggae group, and Carl Malcolm and Positive Vibration Band. So I'm extremely happy about that. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. So how was your 2015? Um, Full of different types of change in experiences, and we uh, had a lot going on with the band this year, uh, Dragon's Head, the band that I'm in. And we went on a tour in the spring. We released an album. And now I'm just trying to find new, clever, and creative ways to push us forward, even if that means either finding brand new markets or creating them or creating entire different ways of doing things uh, outside of the old sort of dinosaur music business, which is an old dinosaur. And it is an entirely new thing. It just is. The, the goals of a musician uh, economically, if they're trying to be a pro, 
are similar in one way. They want to go out and get shows and get paid. The, the way that it's different is the whole idea of that music is something people buy. And so you have to find ways cleverly around that. And that's something else I'm working on, too. So I'm working on a lot of different um, things as far as how to push forward in our artistic career, <clears throat> in this case, to start one. <laughs> and Well, I know the feeling because I'm doing the same thing. It's just I'm not singing. Yeah. And the same thing with broadcasting. It's I'm still looking very at artistic, and I'm still trying to uh, reach different markets myself. Mm-hmm. And that is difficult, so I, I feel your pain. Right. I mean, the old model has pretty much even, you know, we had Mark Slaughter on the show and even said the record companies, it's, the, in the old days, you tried to come in, you tried to get a record deal, and you sell a bunch of music and you make money and tour. It's like that model is is gone. Now, it doesn't mean you still can't sell music. You sort of still can, but it's not it's not in the same way that it was. It's not something people budget for themselves. They They buy your thing if they like you. And if you can get enough of a fan base, the people will regularly buy because they it's almost like sympathy, really. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'll help them out, you know, or somebody buys a CD mm-hmm. or you show. You end up giving them away half the time. It's just a new reality, different from when I was a kid, different from when I was growing up. So I'm not trying to really cry or complain about it. I'm just trying to figure out where is my place in the music business to be a professional? And how can I make that happen mm-hmm. to where it's my full-time job? And as well as do all the other things I love, like broadcasting and Main Street Universe and all that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, I'm trying to spin it so I can have a, a full-time job uh, that's not dealing with, uh, let's say, substituting, uh, but actually <laughs> doing full-time broadcasting, full-time radio, full-time TV. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, like I said, that you know, I feel your pain because um, the radio business isn't the same as it was either growing nope. up. Uh, uh, I think it was easier to get in maybe 20 years ago. Now um, you have to fight with internet radio and internet TV and and uh, children. Uh, as in, you know, children, you know, from 11 to maybe 21 that uh, has programs in their schools, especially in this area. Everybody has uh, some kind of radio or TV program that, that kids are running. So, um, right. And I alluded to the fact a couple times on my Facebook wall about, you know, this uh, it was like a, maybe a two-year-old or something that was – or three-year-old that was broadcasting out of his family living room, and I'm like, oh, well, this is my competition now. And I was joking in one way and being serious in another because it's becoming that uh, scary or that you have to compete with children now. Well, and that's yeah, and that's just the new media. Now it's accessible to everyone, so now it's watered down. And honestly, radio wasn't that awesome and I always wanted to do radio, obviously, and I have a podcast show. But radio didn't really pay much. You know, Howard Stern helped break radio into an actual career. I mean, quite literally. Yeah. He helped get A rates up. I mean, uh, he helped prove that a radio personality can, can generate a lot of money. And he even said, I went in there, you know, they're paying you $3 an hour to be on the air for three hours, and that's it. You go home. It is, it was, that's what it was a lot of the time. You were just kind of doing it because you wanted to. It, it, right. it wasn't and much that, different than volunteering. No, they, they okay, I'm go sorry, ahead. I didn't hear you. Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, yeah, I also heard from uh, Donnie Simpson, who I haven't met, but um, who's back in local radio, basically said the same thing, that he had to start, like, making peanuts. Now he makes a lot more money because he's, you know, Donnie Simpson, you know, he's been radio, he's been TV, he's been film. So 
so he has a nice little niche. Steve Harvey started with radio as well, and and now he's in TV. And except for that little Miss Miss Universe um, flop of last weekend, he's been doing pretty good. But uh, I didn't all hear three what of those men started with radio, and look at them what, now. What happened with Miss Universe? Oh, you, oh, okay. Uh, I guess you have been working a lot. He told Miss Columbia that she was uh, Miss Universe when she was really the first runner-up. Oh, and I Ms. heard Philippine that. He made a mistake. Well. Okay. Oh, they yeah. made a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a very <laughs> big public mistake, but right? yes, he made a mistake. But well, he's we still were laughing to the bank because, you know, he still has this TV career, and oh. uh, and they'll probably invite him back next year just to say, hey, you know, all is forgiven. We invited him back. So, yeah. so he's still laughing his way to the bag. Oh yeah, he's doing okay. I don't think he's oh, really yeah. <laughs> suffering. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I still remember one time when I was landscaping. I had a landscaping job cutting, you know, lawns and trimming and all of that stuff. And I still remember the guy saying, he's like, I want this tight, like, Steve uh, Harvey's hairline. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it turns out, I think that was fake hair uh, he might have had. Okay. But I don't Did he just shave his oh, head or was he bald and was he, so. kind of, was he doing some sort of, you know, Donald Trump stuff? I, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I know that uh, um, different people, excuse me, that 2015 has been kind of a difficult year. Mm -hmm. Even looking at the paper today, uh, I've noticed that uh, uh, for some people, not for everybody, some people, 2015 has been a fantastic year, but... uh, but I do know a lot of people that uh, 2015 has been a bit strange and difficult. Oh, yeah, And I know course. that we're doing the year in review. So I, um, I don't know if you got the strange, the, the 2015 strange things of the year. But I know from today's paper, at least I think it's today's paper, uh, about Fairfax City Mayor, uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, oh, it is today's paper said that this has been a terrible year for him because he has. Wow, uh, is he not a bad guy? Rare skin cancer. Cancer. Oh Excuse gosh, me? really? Oh yeah, um, Scott uh, Silverthorne, yeah, uh, got a met... rare skin cancer after losing his job and his house. So Yikes. he laid off and has no job and no house. And it's a square form of skin cancer. So it's a, it's, so. it's a it's a former mayor then, uh, right? So doesn't he have have a job as mayor? Doesn't that a paying position, or they, do they not pay mayors here? I, I don't know. Okay, uh, looking at it really quickly. Uh, but I still I, I understand either way. Mayor, either way, there's nothing coming he's in. Working <laughs> for the national. Association of Manufacturers. So he also had a job job. Oh, okay, okay. I got it. I understand. And, Janice, uh, we were expecting, hopefully, some other members of Main Street Universe to call in. We'll see how many can make it. I don't know how many can. Uh, Brett Hillman might actually be calling in. And I do see somebody has called in, so I'm going to go ahead and take a Take this. All right. Welcome, Kevin Baird. Hello. How are y'all? Hi, Kevin. Hi, Janice. Long time no speak. How you been? Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all those, right? Everything. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Mm So uh, right now I'm doing pretty good, which is good. Uh, um, Like I said earlier, I had... 2015 hasn't been the most pleasant year, um, but good things have happened in this year, so I can't completely 
throw it out. Well, I consider any day that I wake up as a good day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because the alternative is, well, we don't want the alternative. Let's put it that way. Right, exactly. So, right, it's we've made it through a year of wake-ups. And let's look forward oh, yes. to the next 365 wake-ups. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Another another day above ground, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> another well-put, yeah, message. So, uh, how, tell us about your year, Kevin. My year has been pretty interesting. Okay. I don't know if you know, but I've been working on a project that I call the New Companion Project. And it's a sort of like a a project that's bringing my psychic spirituality ability together with my information technology computer programming you know like computer world that I've had as a career for like 30 years too right so I'm bringing the psychic world and marrying it with the IT world and that the new companion is sort of like the love child And what the new companion is, is it's a computer that has a sensor that was originally designed to listen for information coming from, let's say, temperature sensors, where it lets lets the computer know that, oh, the temperature has changed, or it's like this degree or that degree, or you know, wind in motion, where it's like, okay, the wind is blowing this fast, or that what that there's like an intruder in the storeroom or something. That's what the device was originally intended for, and that's what I started studying it for, was to like okay. maybe jumpstart my career in the direction of like home security. But as I was doing some of the, the like the little, uh, I guess, lessons and that you can go to Khan Academy, right? I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but Khan Academy is like the next university that's an uh, international university that anybody who has access to the Internet can go and take any classes that they want to take and learn how to do whatever it is that they want to do. I have been trying to reboot my life because no one cares about desktop computers anymore and that you need to have something else. And home security, we know with ISIS and everything else that people want to feel more secure. I started following that. Well, as I started working with the device, I just left it full open. So that way, whenever I plugged in, like, the temperature sensor and the motion sensor and water sensor and cat sensor, right, and whatever else was about to be plugged into it, it started already collecting data and letting me know that it was collecting data, and I didn't know where it was collecting the data from. And I discovered that it was atmospheric phenomena that it was collecting the data from. So I spent six months tracking and accumulating the data into a database, doing research about all this activity that this device should not have been receiving and found out that some of the data that was coming in repeated itself maybe once an hour, once every 10 minutes, once every 24 hours or whatever. So what I did was I found a way to assign or program a phrase to be said when a specific like atmospheric event that the computer noticed occurred. And I've come up with a device that can say some 100 phrases like, you know, like, feed the cat or take out the trash or I like what you're doing or what is that or, you know, other things that are just basic companionship kind of phrases where it's like, oh, I'd like to have some of that too or let's order pizza, right? What would you, you know, like your spouse at home or your boyfriend or girlfriend what are the common phrases? That's what I programmed into this device to say 
whenever one of the atmospheric events were to occur, and it turned into like a companionship kind of thing. So that's what I've been working on this year, or like the last two years while I've been away. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And Kevin, you occasionally have been still doing a show with Main Street University. Like occasionally, Kevin does do a a Saturday. Yes. Morning show, I think, and maybe continuing that in the future when yeah. he feels inspired. <clears throat> yeah, what I was doing with that show that Daniel was talking about is one to where I was like trying to come up with like a uh, a program that I would put together if I were to go on a speaking tour, to where I would talk about the phenomena of the new companion as a companion. Because it's like they're like when we talk to people and that we listen to people, some of the conversations are basically, yeah, I see what you're saying, or like, oh, I know what you mean, or yeah, I see, yeah, I see, yeah, I see. And in between the yeah, I sees, the person who is on the other side of the person who's saying, yeah, I see, is like spilling their guts about some kind of phenomenal thing that all the other person who was there can only really say, yeah, I see, because the other person has so much to share that they can't get a word in edgewise. There are so many people that are out there that are like that, that it sort of like gave me the idea that, hey, maybe we need to build devices for people who are chronically single, right, and chronically, like, hermited. You know, like they just can't get along with anybody, and then I can just build a device that will say companionship kind of things without any expectations or obligations. See? Mm -hmm. That's what I've been working on. Like AI? Like a relationship with an AI? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. And I, and I, I have a friend that lives in Columbus that Daniel knows, and I'm not going to name any names for privacy reasons, but she suggested that maybe that I could program the device to be interfaced with an intimacy mechanism that is battery-powered. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it would be... (laughs) Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, but hey, let me come right back, you guys. I got a call coming in. Let me come right back. I'll be right back. Okay. No problem. Okay, we're going to take a little break here anyway. So what I'm going to do is turn the mics off. I'll turn Kevin mics off especially. And I'm going to play a song by one of my favorite people, myself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weird Why intimacy. No, just, <laughs> um, I'm going to play, let's see, which one do I want to play? I'm going to go ahead and play... I will find you again. This is from my band Dragon's Head. There's a nice fiddle solo in the middle of this one. If you have the patience, it's uh, it's about four minutes in, but in 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 the ending part, there's a fiddle solo by Nina Garcia, our former violin player, who, by the way, didn't like to call the violin a fiddle. So I will honor her and not call it a fiddle. It's her violin solo in the middle of this one, and my backup singer the amazing Nikki Payton and Scott and Stefan and everybody else that was on this. This is Dragon's Head with I Will Find You Again.
Forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. All right, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Main Street Universe. I'm out here in the studio. Of Cafe Fairfax, back where we started Main Street Universe. Actually, we started out in the yard. <laughs> okay, this is Kevin. Okay. I'm back. You're back. Okay, right. And I'm back. Just stay back. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Back. You know, it's Me? like that commercial, stay, uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and I, okay. I, just got pulled into, I just got pulled into a client call, and I had to, like, pop out real quick. Oh, no, I perfectly understand. Oh, that's fine. I have no and problem with that. We uh, are here, or I am here in the studios at Cafe Fairfax, and if, Kevin, you remember, you and I first started Making Universe, we would meet. Kevin would physically come over here, just like Denise normally does. She's on the first line, but Kevin and I would meet here at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays, and so we started Nature Universe. Like, it's been five years ago now. It's amazing. Yeah. Very much so. Happy anniversary. And we've had a lot of great people come in and out, including uh, Mary Phelan, uh, Evan Pass, who discussed maybe since doing a once a month show again. Uh, Diane Arkenstone, Oprah Oh, yes. Uh,. Well, Jesse's still part of the network. Jesse Ann Nichols-George. Jesse Ann Nichols-George, who I just talked to this evening. I was kind of hoping she might call in. I don't think she can. I think she's just uh, dealing with a client or is busy or something, working on her stuff. So I I don't think she's going to call in. Brett was possibly going to call. And who's the pagan mother? I forget. It's killing me. I can't remember her name. That's Um, Janice. You're very close with her. Oh, Selena Fox. Yeah. Yeah, Selena Fox has been on our show twice, I think. Oh, right. Mother. Well, I've got three times, actually. But Three times? Yeah, she's clearly yeah, been on the yeah, show. Yeah, she did one early episode with us when we had Brett and Melissa. And, uh, of course, Melissa DiGenova has been a host. And there's been so many great hosts with us. Uh, Randy Goldberg, who was with us for a while, who's a local guy around here. Right. The astrologer. Yeah, he's been on CNN, he's been on Fox, he's he, he's, he's had predictions on major uh, television and radio networks before. Yeah. And, of course, we have one of the most 
well-known herbalist on our network, oh, which yeah. I for doubt, is we have Miss Susan Weed. Weed, Susan. yes. <laughs> the queen, Susan Weed. Yeah. Hail <laughs> the Weed. weed. Hail the Weed. Oh, oh yeah. We have we had an interesting journey being mainstream universe. And we have a few new folks coming. One of them is going to be a friend of mine, someone I work with, a guy named, I'll give it a symbol. As you know, Kevin, I'm near the drum kit, uh, is right. Mr. Rick Boyle. And he's he's going to be another sort of herbal medicine host and talk about is natural. He? I only got part of it. He is uh he Boyle? deals a lot with natural medicine and deals with what um, was the name? Eric Boyle. Oh, yeah. Eric Boyle. Okay. Yeah. So he will be joining us as a once a month host. He won't be doing a weekly show, but we're going to bring in lots of once a month, including maybe the return of Mary Thielen. I'm still talking to what her. What an appropriate name, Boyle, as opposed to like steeping or steaming, right? Right, <laughs> boy. Oh. And he uh, yeah. has a lot of knowledge about natural me- medicine and acupuncture, and he worked with an acupuncturist that cured his father of cancer, actually. That's an interesting bit of information there. So he will gladly tell that story. Very interesting. That- what kind of cancer did his father have? What's that? What kind of cancer did his father the, have? I don't know the specific type of cancer he had. That I don't know. Okay. But he used acupuncture and herbal medicine, and his father was cured. His father later did die, just as we we all eventually will, um, of old age or whatever. Just but but he was no longer with cancer. And the doctor even said, he's like, I don't know what happened to the tumor, but it's gone. Because he had it x-rayed, you know, he had it checked out. Because he was like, wow, I feel better. I mean, I I can't tell the story as good as he can. It's his story, so I I should probably let him tell it, you know what I mean? But but it's a fascinating story. And so he recommends this acupuncturist, natural doctor. His name is Dr. Yu. He's actually local to us, Janice. He's in Annandale, I believe. or he might be in Reston. He, I think he was once in Annandale. He might be in Reston, like not terribly far away. But I'm in that world I now. Know that I know that acupuncturist close to your house, actually, in the little, um, near that, that sandwich shop. Which, uh, which name, I can't remember the name of the acupuncturist, but it's um, in a little strip mall. Uh, near where um, Sticks and Stones used to be. Well, actually, before Sticks and Stones. I know who you mean, and I I asked him to be a guest on the show one time. (laughs) His daughter, Yeah, his daughter said yes. He doesn't, his English is broken, and I think he wasn't comfortable with doing a radio interview. But his daughter, who, by the way, is a very nice and very pleasant person and fairly attractive, uh, was like, yeah, I'll come over and do it. <laughs> so uh, they may actually be a guest at some point on 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 just as a guest, not as a post or anything. But uh, yeah, I've I, I've had communications with them. You know that that little strip mall with the with the waterfall. Oh yeah, the little yeah. Water. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw him a couple times actually. Yeah. Uh, for my knee. And did that work out for you? Uh, when I could see him, when I could afford to see him, yeah, it did. Right. So. And he's nice. He does. Oh. Go ahead. He does have broken English, though. You have to really concentrate on what he's saying to, to figure out what he's saying. I suffer with now, batting. Co-worker, my coworker Eric, he um, swears by Doctor Yu. There's a couple of Doctor Yu's around. Um, 
and again, I'll let him tell the story versus me telling the story. Now, the person you're talking about, yes, I, I have talked to them. I've talked to him and his daughter and might have them on as a guest at some point. Dr. U is actually cheaper. I think Dr. U charges $50 a session. I think, And he will sometimes give it to you for free if he thinks you're broke. He's done it for, yeah, he will. He's done it for Eric before. Yeah. Eric doesn't have a lot of money, but he's done it for him. He cured his father of cancer. I mean, he's a pretty impressive guy. He's an inventor that went and became a patent lawyer because he didn't want to trust a patent lawyer with his inventions. <laughs> so he not only did he have all the medical knowledge he has, he just put himself through the schooling of becoming a patent lawyer on his spare time because he didn't think, I think it was because he was like, I'm not going to trust another lawyer with my invention. So he's an interesting character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now I know that this show is the, the year in review, and actually I got this kind of uh, uh, email. They were talking about Women Who Made History in 2015. And actually, oh. Phyllis Karat. So, and she was one of the main speakers at the Parliament of World Religions. And I also have, strangely enough, if I can find it on here, uh, the sexual... Wait a minute. Uh, since we were talking about sex a couple minutes ago... Uh, the Sexual Triumphs of 2015. And now I can't find it. Where did it go? Uh, wait a minute. Ah, 2015, The Sex Year and Review, believe it or not. So, okay. Um, okay. We'll get too graphic here. Uh, but I thought, like, why is somebody sending this to me? Now, I know why the women made history in 2015. I know why that was sent to me, but wasn't really sure why the other one was, and I've lost it again. Wait a minute. So, mm-hmm. my computer's acting wonky. By that, do you mean by sexual orientation laws, or, or, or are you by sexual triumph? Well, I haven't, actually haven't read it. I was just sitting here oh. at the computer looking at different things, and like, ah, the year in review, the sexual year in review, and I'm trying to get it back uh, to open it up to see it for myself. But, but it's one of those things that I guess comes with the uh, about.com series. Ah, okay. Oh, I got it back. Now let's see if it opens up. So but I thought it was really, ah, here we go. Interesting. The least. Okay. 2015, the sexual year in review. Against all of our efforts to make it so time is not linear, it's important to mark time with rituals such as New Year's Eve. But it's also a mistake to confuse our need to make sense of something within the thing itself. Which one reason why the job of sex educator can often seem to be absurd and Sipilian, I have no idea what that word means, S-I-S-P-Y-H-E-A-N, kind of look that up. So, uh, but it talks about uh, the sexual educators and gender activists and artists that we lost in 2015, the top sex questions of 2015, top 10 sex questions, I might read five of them. And uh, writing your own sexual story, and should the past stay there? But I'm kind of curious about the top ten sex questions of 2015, so let me click on that. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. So far, the first two questions aren't too... Well, I can interject a (laughs) statement, if I will. Go ahead. I think one of the worst mistakes about sex in general 
the worst mistakes about love, romantic love in general, is the pretending or the assuming that happiness comes from somewhere else other than yourself. And then putting that onto someone else to satisfy you. I don't necessarily mean that in a physical way. What I mean is in, in a romantic way. I think this notion that your happiness is going to come to you because you're with someone else is actually a bit hey. trapping. It's trapping. You have to be happy within yourself and then just want to share the experience with another human being. I think that's a more appropriate way to look at it or a more realistic or practical way to look at it. Some people are looking at, what can I get? What, can, what are you going to give me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, I could do the tame questions, okay. There's a couple of tame questions, and there's a couple of questions that are like, oh, how do I say that? Uh, there's no rating is, here. Say what you want. Huh? What you there's say? no rating on this. You, you can say pretty much whatever you want. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the first question, oh, this is from over 175 questions. So this is just 10 out of the 175. Uh, the first one, what does sex really feel like? So uh, the second one, does anal sex always hurt? And the answer is no. Okay. Then they go into, does it always hurt? In fact, if you're doing it properly, it should never hurt. Even at the first time, then it goes into more. Uh, um. uh, nope. Wait, did somebody say something? No, no, go ahead. Okay. I'm feeling the spot here. No, Kevin said something. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Do penis pumps permanently enlarge your penis? And that's a no answer, too. Um. How long should sex take? That's an interesting question. Just quick enough to get the job done. Yes. (laughs) For a minute, it doesn't take very long at all. Well, it's uh, somewhere between 10 seconds to 10 hours, give or take. There you go. (laughs) 10 hours. Wow. Uh, It's a long session. How could I tell if I had an orgasm? Hmm, okay. Uh, I'll leave that one alone. Um, yeah, it's different between men and women on that. And it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I'll leave that alone. Hey! How can I find my PC muscle? Well, that's interesting. Then there's uh, my boyfriend's too big, and what can I do about it? And uh, some other ones. So, those are the. <laughs> Some kind of weird sound just came about. So <laughs> I think that's your phone. I don't. I don't think it was mine. So complaining, he's too big. <laughs> <laughs> but that was part of the. Um, I can uh-huh. send you the thing if you want. So, yeah, but um, I'm just playing. But anyway, we okay. do have about. We have about 10 minutes left, and I think we should, like, focus now on what MSU is doing in the next year. We've done some past stuff. You started your show, Reflections and Rhythms. Oh, so yeah. go in and your theme of Janice, what you think Reflections and Rhythms, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's. I don't want to say mission statement, but what it's, what, what it's about, what you want to do with it, where you want to take it. It's a woman's spirituality. Oh, you want me to go ahead or? Go ahead. You're good. Okay. It's a woman's spirituality show, um, but it's not for women only. Uh, I want to get some male guests in there, um, so to speak, and um, have a little bit of maybe a town hall of uh, a group of women and a group of men. Not right now, right. but, you know, as it goes into 
further issues, uh, have a group of women and a group of men talk about um, women's spirit, spirituality. But what it, my mission statement, if you want to put it that way, is I really want to get the um, ideals about spirituality and women out to the forefront as uh, like I said a minute ago, I want men to be involved as well because uh, I have three brothers and they're very clueless about women. I love them to death, but they are very clueless about women. And uh, men who are clueless about women are also clueless about women's spirituality as well. And and, and we're not getting any younger, so we might as well start talking about it in um, terms that we could relate to for for each other. Right. Uh, that's why I want men to become part of it as well. But in the beginning, and it's definitely in the beginning, because we just had Karen Tate uh, last week, or maybe a little bit, yeah, yeah. Just last week, um, talking about... Uh, Yule and the other December holidays and how they relate to uh, the goddess as well as how they relate to Christian December holidays as well. And it was perceived pretty well. So I feel that this is something that needs to be explored uh, publicly. And I decided to do it, actually, so... So I feel it's a good thing. Yeah. And I think it was well put. You can share feminine, divine, divine feminine, uh, women's spirituality without necessarily being exclusive of men. You know, it's part of the whole yin and yang. There's male and female. You know, we are part female ourselves in a way. You know, men are born. Oh, yeah. We're born like something between male and female, and then the the chromosome kicks in and turns us into a guy, and you know we got a thing down there, and we're and we're a little different, but we're actually sort of born something like a girl, <laughs> not with not with women um, uh, parts, but we're kind of born like somewhere between before we become male. So I think it's all part of the balance. It's all part of the balance of the universe, the yin and yang, the Lord and the Lady. All of that comes down to our balanced relationship with what gender we are. Oh, yeah. Um, The first time I saw C. Budapest, she basically said the same thing, that everybody's born the same, and uh, there's sometime within the nine months that the... that the baby be, uh, becomes a soldier, as she put it. She put it that way. I didn't, and decides to become male. And, Great. You know, it's a lot of fun what? being a male, by the way. <laughs> it really is. It's also fun being a female too. So you know. Um, I don't know if I would trade. I, I like extra chromosome. It's fun. <laughs> It, it, it comes with its own sets of challenges, just like the, with being female. But <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So, like I said, I have three brothers, so I, I know there's I know there's a challenge in being a male too, uh, and there's definitely challenges with being female. Trust me on that. Uh, yeah. And the Heard older about the older you get, the more challenges it is. So, but uh, <laughs> but I I feel it's it's a good time, like I said, to start talking about it. And there was definitely um, a lot of classes and at the Parliament dealing on um, both of it, male and female spirituality and spirituality and, and um, sexual. Um, I am going brain dead for a reason. Okay. Uh, but well, we're coming um, down to spirit- our last few. Anyway, so I'm saying we just want to remind everybody that uh, they're listening to Main Street Universe. Janice, your your show will be on about once a month, right? Reflections and Rhythm. Right, yes. 
And next one will be with Jesse and Nichols. So everybody that's part of um, Main Street Universe knows Jesse. So that should be very interesting. So, but yeah, she's on the next show. Then I I believe Lilith Dorsey, then after uh, Miss Dorsey, there'll be other women. And eventually, like I said, we'll have a town hall where we'll discuss uh, different topics and the audience will be an equal number of women and men. So, Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Thanks, Kevin. We were hoping Brett would call, well, but you, I Daniel. think we got doing something. But um, we are coming down to our last couple minutes here, and so I wanted to remind everyone that this show is on once a month, sometimes twice a month if, if a guest comes on and we we come back on for that. So we are a little bit flexible. Well, I'm working on more guests. Yeah. And I want to remind folks as well that we also have on Tuesday evenings at 10 p.m. every week show with uh, Susan Weed. It's a half-hour herbal class. She's gone until January 5th, so her next show she'll be doing with us won't be until January. I think it's January 5th. So she won't be with us. Maybe I'll play a rerun or something, but she will be back then. And she's pretty steady with us and been with us about four years now, if I think correctly. Of course, Jesse is on every Friday. At it, Sometimes that time is flexible. It's around 4, 4.30 in the afternoon, according to what she's doing. Sometimes she's on tour, and she has to make the time. As well as, of course, and Darren Bouquer is back with us, and he's Thursdays. Not this week. It's New Year's Eve, and he lives in New Orleans, so he's not probably having anything to do with the show or anything. <laughs> and He's busy. Yes, he'll be New busy. Orleans in has a, a big party uh, on New Year's Eve. Yes. And so he will be back the following week. And the topic, we I already talked to him, the topic is going to be about the power of words, making your New Year's resolution and the power of words and how much power words have if you put the right thought behind them. So that will be sort of the the topic when he comes back after the hangover. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all. Thank you, Janice. Well, thank you, Daniel. And I'll be coming over next week for that present, hit, hit, nudge, nudge. Yes, it's a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can't wait. I think it will. I think and you'll happy like it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. See you next year. We'll be the next time oh, we'll yes. be on the See you end. next year. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And remember that Main Street Universe is a show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. But I And can... I can imagine a lot. Absolutely. Good evening, everyone. Oh, yeah. Good evening. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.